0: Now that I've seen MIB International, the time has come to rank all four MIB movies worst to best. What would your ranking be? Let's talk about that in the comments. You know what the difference is between you and me? I make this look good. Welcome to Durbania, I'm Durbin, and this is my ranking of the MIB franchise worst to best because now as a responsible movie review YouTuber, since I've seen all four of these movies, it is now time to dive in and rank them. There will be a little bit of spoilers in this one for Men in Black International, so just kind of throwing that out there, they're like, I don't know how many off the top of my head, ow, oh, I just poked myself in the eye. I don't know how many off the top of my head, I just know I'm not gonna really hold back as, you know. We're gonna rank these movies. So bear that in mind. So diving in, how would you rank these movies? Number four, Men in Black 2. This one was just super easy. It was really easy to place this one in the worst place position. Now, you go back and you check out my review, I gave it a C plus, which means to me it's average. So it's still entertaining. And the most positive bright spots of this movie, once again, are the heart and soul of this trilogy, which is the Agent K, Agent J relationship. Tommy Lee Jones with that calm, cool demeanor. And no matter what he says or how outrageous it is, he just has that straight face the entire time. And he's just so good at that. And Will Smith plays off that so well. Like, those two really do play off each other so well. Their dynamic is the heart and soul. So everything that came out of their dynamic to me was pretty much gold. I mean, at the very beginning when K has no memory of anything and Jay has to reintroduce him to the world, that was a cool, fresh take on things. I mean, that was the best part of Men in Black 1, to freshen it up, they did the role reversal, which for the first act of the movie was actually really fun. Here's Frank the dog sitting in the backseat, a talking dog talking to Kay. And Kay's just like, okay, yeah, that's weird. I mean, he just has that, that emotionless straight face. Transverse magneto energy will surge through your brain unlocking information that could hold the key. Darth's very survival. Oh, okay, what's that thing? The deneuralizer. Like all of that was so fantastic. So, my biggest negative though with all of that is they should have had K without his memory throughout the entire film because then you could have kept that going throughout the movie. In fact, the thing that you could have done that was fun is since they had the deneuralizer set up. Where he didn't get all of his memories back and it took some triggers for his memory to start coming back How cool would it have been if it's different triggers throughout this film as they're trying to find these clues that begin to Reawaken his mind and he begins to slowly remember so we get to keep the role reversal We get to watch agent J continue to try to try to train agent K like that just would have been a very cool thing to have the whole movie through and I felt like They kind of cut off something really good there by not having that be the entire movie. Another negative to me was Serlina herself. She just was not a strong villain. Like, the actress just didn't have anything super funny about the character or super evil about the character that made her a standout. It was just kind of like a shape-shifting Poison Ivy or something. It wasn't really that scary or menacing or even really that funny. Speaking of funny, Johnny Knoxville, the two heads. I could have just cared less. That character actually did kind of irritate me. The other thing that's kind of sad about is you have this character Laura played by Rosario Dawson and when she cries it rains so her emotions affect the weather and we only see that happen once and Agent K drops this line about how she knows things before they happen where's the evidence of that in the movie and it gets strongly indicated Agent K is her biological father and so we don't really play with the emotion of that too much nor do we dive into these powers that she seems to have we don't really see her emotions change the weather that much and so things like that were kind of disappointing plus like i said in my review there's some pretty cartoony moments Uh, hello number three men in black international kind of broke my heart to put it here but I'm also going to be honest with you it's here at number three because I'm doing a ranking and in a ranking something's got to be at number three and then something's got to be at number two but I feel like MIB three and this one are almost tied for that number two spot so I liked men in black international I gave it a B plus it is totally worth checking out this weekend I think Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson were fantastic if you're not gonna have agent J and agent K in this at all not even a cameo i mean come on that was kind of sad not even a cameo from one of them anyway if you're going to replace those two all together chris hemsworth just has these great comedic chops and he really does bring that to this movie and tessa thompson like, she brought, like, the best parts that she brought to Valkyrie to this role. She's playing a smart, intelligent lady. And it's funny because she's all brains and no gut, and then he's the typical all gut but no brain. So they made all these jokes about him being the pretty boy, but oh, he dumb. And so they made kind of those jokes about that, but you really see, it's not that he's dumb he's wounded so he has an interesting character arc through this movie because this bad guy the hive is trying to come through and takes over Liam Neeson his partner and he gets neuralized Chris Hemsworth gets neuralized and in the neuralization is told we had victory but in his gut he knows there was no victory but all that he can remember is some sort of victory like yeah we had to have won and so that disconnect something's wrong but i'm told we won and i was there and i'm not dead and my partner's not dead and so it's kind of interesting cuz it makes him kind of a broken shell of a man and so when you bring in agent m with agent h her intelligence and her energy it kind of revives him a little bit it kind of revitalizes that energy that he even had for this job and it begins to uncover things and so it's kind of interesting to Watch his character journey as he kind of starts broken, kind of this broken shell, and gets stronger as the movie goes on. And so, like, those two had a great chemistry. Inserting Pawnee into this movie, that was just fantastic. So, good villain, great characters. I think they did a really good job with this movie. It was funny, it was good. I think it's worth checking out. Coming in at number two, Men in Black 3. Why does this get the edge? If they're almost even, I gave both of these movies B pluses. This one gets the edge because of Thanos. The Tesseract. Or your brother's head. My granddaddy always said, if you got a problem that you can't solve, helps to get out of your head pie. It's good. Okay, we had Thor in the last one and he was fantastic. Now we got Thanos and this one and it's because of him that I think this one is going to get the slight edge and the real reason like I think because of him it gets the slight edge is because when you get to that scene at the very end of Men in Black 3 where Agent J's father is killed and Agent J watched his father die, realized it was his father when he saw the little kid holding the watch that was his daddy's watch that was given to him, and then. Agent K taking care of him. Is he gonna be back? Yeah. Hmm. It adds a depth of emotion to their relationship. Doesn't really retcon or mess up the mythology from the first movie at all. In fact, you go back and rewatch the first movie, it adds to that relationship where it's not just that he chased down that cephalopoid on foot. It was that Agent K has been watching him and now the time is right to fold this guy in. So it's kind of interesting when you watch it with that mindset, knowing how things unfolded with this time travel movie. Plus, I thought the way they handled time travel was just fun so the end made me tear up a little bit josh brolin was the perfect version of young Agent K, like I said in my review. How do you know my name? Yeah, it looks a little bit like he's imitating Agent K, because you got to. He's Agent K. He is Tommy Lee Jones, but younger. But at the same time, it doesn't feel like it's an imitation, because he takes that role and he makes it his. So everything he's done, everything he does, it feels organic, and it feels natural, and it's freaking hysterical. The exact same straight face, dry humor playing off of Will Smith's great big humor. It worked and it was fantastic what they did with this movie. Number one, Men in Black. Of course, this is number one. It's the film that started everything. And not only is it the film that started everything, it's hard to beat an origin story, especially for this type of film, or for this type of franchise. Because this is a whole great big world, and this was the introduction to that world. So we're seeing everything for the very first time. We're seeing that some pugs apparently can talk. We're seeing that not all cab drivers are aliens, but probably a good number of them. It's just fun to go into the discovery. The discovery of the technology, like the noisy cricket how he thought this was a stupid little thing so it's interesting as we're diving into this and everything is unlocking and unlocking and everything is being unfolded for the very first time. Vincent D'Onofrio as the Bug, fantastic villain. But Men in Black 1 just has that honor of being the first film in the franchise, and we discover everything for the first time with Will Smith, and that's a novelty that no matter what great stuff you do in the sequels that is truly great, you can't replace that novelty. So how would you rank these movies worst to best? Let's talk about that in the comments while you're there. Hit the subscribe button to become a Durbanian. Hit the bell by the subscribe button so you're notified for my next movie review, ranking video, theological analysis, or trailer reaction. I'm Durban, thanks for checking out Durbanian.